And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me is an all-star guest she was my first guest actually it's rebecca edmonds everyone thank you so much for having me oh my god always and forever my god you were you were my guinea pig when I first started this episode for this podcast. So you you kind of helped shape it if you and you could put that on your resume. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for that honor. I, I feel truly, truly blessed to have been the first ever but a song podcast guest. And that is where the compliments end because you picked a week away. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. What is this movie? <laughs> Choices were made. Choices a were lot- made. A lot of choices were made. So A Week Away is a new Netflix movie. It came out March 2021, I believe. It came out in March. Um, I know it came out this year, though. Screenplay by Alan Powell and Callie Bailey. Story by Alan Powell, Callie Bailey, and Gabriel Vasquez. Now, usually here is where I'll say music and lyrics by blah, blah, blah. But there were so many people that maybe I could break it down when we get when we talk about the songs. I don't know. Directed by Roman White. And according to IMDb, now this is even wilder. With nowhere left to go, Will Hawkins finds himself at, a, at camp for the first time. His instinct is to run, but he finds a friend, a father figure, and even a girl who awakens his heart. Most of all, he finally finds a home. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yes. A lot of it happened. I don't know if he found the father figure. I know. It was, that's the, exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I don't, I don't know about that one. Everything else. Is David Cochler the father figure or Sherry Shepard? Oh. <laughs> the question. <laughs> yes. David Cochler and Sherry Shepard are in a Jesus-centric movie. Sure now, okay, I want to get this out of the bag right now, right away. I am not religious by any means, and I kind of liked that they weren't overly religious in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they were very Jesus-centric, and I'm sorry if I'm offending you by saying these words. I don't know what your religious aspects are. I felt like with this, Yes, there was always like God, higher power, blah blah blah. The Azure Apostles. Don't get me started. Yes. <laughs> Don't get me started on the goddamn team names. But I felt like it could have been quote unquote worse if they went further. Like this is a bad movie, guys. <laughs> it's a real bad right. movie. <laughs> it is wild, wild. <laughs> it's it's rough. Um, the first question I wrote down is what is this movie like (laughs) (laughs) like it's part high school musical a little part camp rock a little part saved because like yes at some points they like get into somewhat serious discussion about religion but they don't really they don't really and then part bible like I don't, I don't know. Are these people like overacting or was this what, how the script was? What are the choices? Like, <laughs> I've all... right, I, I kind of felt like there were certain points where I was watching it and I was like, is this a parody? Like, are they making fun of religion or are they trying to be serious about God and Jesus? And I think it was supposed to be serious. Like, I, th- I think it was supposed to be a very serious film. Everyone was seriously acting. Except for maybe Sherry Shepard and David Cochler. Like, I felt like they were just like, we get to riff? I'm going to riff. Yes. There were definitely moments with the two of them where I could tell that the director was just like, just, um, and we'll take, you know, the best take, the best cut of whatever he said. The, the paintball sequence. Oh my God, there's a paintball sequence? What the fuck is going on? Yes. But I wrote down, like, Sherry Shepard did not have a script. She just was 
just talking. She she had a few lines that I think were written <laughs> down. But other than that, no, you're right. She just, uh, what was it? Like, Brandon, I see you. Or some kid name. She's like, I see you. And I was like, you are just shouting at some kid that they then had to film a reaction to that. Yes. <laughs> Where she was like, Charlie, I'm going to call your mother. <laughs> We're like, oh, Charlie, Charlie, that was it. Who's Charlie? <laughs> and then you see him, but he's in the face. So he's not really Charlie. And you're like, oh, you're Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then when the, does she say like, that's my baby when they win at the end? Uh, it's uh, wildness happens. I don't care if I'm spoiling this for you, for you, the dear listener. This movie is fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. And like, like they were pulling elements from different pop culture things. Like, we can agree they're they were trying to be as successful as high school musical right like oh yeah they were they were trying to follow that formula but then we had a sorting hat moment i was like what what is this but it was also braveheart like the dad was in the weird braveheart get up Uh uh-huh it was a it was a little bit like it wanted to also be a hallmark movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there what were the stakes? The stakes were people finding out who he really was. Like, basically, yeah. That's it. That's the stakes. Okay. Oh my god. So I know you uh, sent me a message being like, I, "Let's do this movie," and I was gung ho about it because you know Netflix, twenty twenty one, Jesus Camp. Did you watch it before, like way before you suggested it? Or were you just like perusing the musical section and were like, oh, something interesting? Yeah, I mean, it came up in my um, like recommendations on Netflix as I was just kind of scrolling. <laughs> and I watched the trailer and I was like, I, I must watch this because I, my dad is a pastor. Um, so I grew up in the church and grew up going to camps like this and so I was like this is my my childhood like my teenage years and also high school musical and camp rock which I loved in high school so I was like what is this I I think I need to watch this and what better way than to talk about it on the podcast (laughs) exactly (laughs) and I think I was about halfway through where I was like I think we should do this for the podcast. I wonder how John would react to this movie. This This movie is wild. (laughs) I'm adding an H to the word wild and it deserves it. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Like, okay. So uh, I found on, they have a, a Wikipedia page for starters. I'm surprised. But there's like really nothing on it besides like a plot breakdown. Uh, but it, they listed the songs, not in order, I think. There are 11 songs because I think the one, what is it? What is it? Big House? Is that the one that's at the, during the credits? The end of credits? Yeah, I think it's used. Or is it in the song? In, in a the montage sh- moment too in the movie. Oh, great. So I may have mistaken it. There, Like I said earlier, there are multiple writers for this movie. So there was a trio called Adam uh, by, by the names of Adam Watts, Alan Powell and Corey Clark that I think wrote the original songs, which were let's go make a memory good enough. Put a pin in that one. (laughs) I've got some thoughts and where I belong. Oh no. Corey didn't do that one. Best thing ever. And then Where I Belong is by Adam Watts, Andy Dodd, and Alan Powell. Um, but I think that one is also original. Uh, I don't, still don't remember when that song happened. Like, I've literally just watched this and a lot of it is blacked out of my memory because <laughs> every minute some like something else happened that you're just like, what? What? Yes, like, it's like they, they start off, there's like this big, I want to say campy and I, not in a punny way. Like the the big opening like great adventure number, which was like very musical theatery. Oh yeah. But then you <laughs> and then it just one ups each other where you're just like, what is going on? What is this? 
I don't know if I liked or hated this movie, to be to be totally honest with you. <laughs> there are things that I was just like giving it side eye and judging, but then there are other things that I'm like, you are wild and insane and I love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's very gray for me, this movie. <laughs> but The Great Adventure was written by Jeff Moore and Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, Stephen Curtis Chapman makes a cameo in this movie. He does. He does. You know who he is. He's for those of you. Yeah, he plays the lifeguard. He's also a Christian singer, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So clearly I have a lot to learn. He also wrote the song Dive, which I believe that one was also original. Ooh, let me double check that factoid. I could be I could be wrong. It wasn't um it wasn't written for the movie. So it's not an original. No, yeah. he It's one of his songs. Because then he also... Oh, The Great Adventure isn't written for the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh! I am so bad at this. Everyone, I'm so sorry. But Amy Grant, another singer, songwriter, she plays a camp counselor, which... Okay, I'm jumping around, and I'm not sorry about it because my podcast, my rules... <laughs> Have you ever been to uh, a sleepaway camp? Yes, I have. Okay, so at the sleepaway camp, there are more than three adults there, right? Or four adults there, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. Because I felt like what was missing in this movie is like a counselor level. Because they're what? 16? 17? 15? Yeah, I would say they're like high school age. Where's the 21-year-olds who are half-wasted? Well, not really. Jesus camp. <laughs> no, there's no way. They're drunk. They're 21. Duh. It would and probably could definitely happen even at Jesus camp. <laughs> well, because, you know, you're 21 and you're an idiot. So that's what happens when you're 21. You're just an idiot and you're going to drink everywhere. So, mm-hmm. but like, where are, where, where are those people in this movie? Right. There's mention of like, how Avery is a camp counselor the rest of the summer before this like final week of camp. And so I don't know if maybe usually the rest of the summer is younger kids. And then the last week is like high schoolers that come. And so they don't need the other counselors. I don't know. The, I was also very confused as to like, why is this only a week? Cause I yeah. feel like, I feel like if you're going to sleep away camp for a week, it's a special, it's, like Boy Scouts or some like something like that, where it's not necessarily like a religious camp or hell, even the camp I used to work at, which was Stage Door Manor, the kids were there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So like a week is like nothing really at, at camp. Yeah. You know, you're barely unpacked at that point. And trust me, these kids in this movie have brought like a suitcase and not like what, what did what's his name? Uh, the friend. What was his name? The, uh, George. 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 George had a like handheld suitcase, not even a rolly one. Uh, yes. Listen, <laughs> listen. I have a theory about George. We'll put a pin in that one too. <laughs> but back to Amy Grant. Two songs that she wrote are in the movie: "Baby, Baby," which she recorded, and place in this world which she wrote with michael w smith and wayne kirkpatrick mm-hmm. and it's a michael w smith song uh keith thomas also wrote baby baby i want to give everyone credit before i get canceled haha <laughs> or yelled at but then there was big house which we were talking about by barry blair bob herdman will mcginnis and mark stewart and that's also not an original to the movie song. It's by a band named Audio Adrenaline. They performed it. I don't know. Are they is is that version good? Do you like it? Have you um, listened to it? I have, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that song in general, but I am a fan of Audio Adrenaline. Like they were a big Christian rock band when I was growing up and so my my dad, when we were younger, would not let us listen to like regular pop radio. Um, we can only listen oh. to Christian pop radio. So Audio Adrenaline was like big during the 90s and 2000s. And then la- before I have another point to make, lastly, there's Awesome God slash God Only Knows, which was written by Rich Mullins, Joel Smallbone, Jordan Reynolds, Luke Smallbone, Ted 
Tjornhorn? Tjornhorn? I'm going with it. And Josh Kerr. But Awesome God is a hymn, right? Or is that an actual song by one of some of these people? Um, yeah, Awesome God is like a praise song. Oh, by it's, Rich by, it's by Rich Mullins. Yeah. Oh, look at that. And he was one of the people. Ha ha. And then the other song, I don't know if it's, I, I hadn't heard it before this movie. Um, so maybe it's a more recent like Christian song that came out. You were correct with that assumption. It came out in 2019 by alternative Christian alternative rock duo for King and country. Oh. According okay. to, according to the Wikipedia. I gotta say, some of these were total bops. Right? The lyrics were a little like, what? But, <laughs> like, Dive. Dive didn't feel super religious and I don't think they really mention the Bible in it, if I am correct in this assessment. Like, maybe uh, they make metaphors to religion, but it's not like... Jesus died for our sins and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like you said, it's like a metaphor for diving headfirst into faith in a way. Like I was going to say baptism, maybe mm-hmm. like a little, like a, a literal translation could be it's about baptism because you're diving into water to be baptized. I don't know. But like that was, ugh, that was a, actually really well done. And then I think I actually liked the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah it was cute it was cute it was, I also and God only knows was pretty good like uh, how they worked how they recorded it like mm-hmm. like I said I'm not super religious but these songs were bops and I think what also helped was the choreography yes like we didn't deserve the choreography this movie did not deserve it <laughs> I was gonna say the choreography is for sure a standout of the film particularly like you were talking about in dive the whole water sequence that they did see i saw and covered in the heights earlier in like earlier this year and Mm -hmm. it was what is it episode 31 call back hello but i felt like that utilized like that moment in the water that they have in that utilized Mm -hmm. was utilized better than in this movie Mm -hmm. a week away like i know that a week away came out technically before in the heights but it felt like they were trying to copy it in a way mm-hmm. i mean there's only so much people can do in water really if you think about it with choreography right but the other one that i was thinking of was the great adventure the first song like all yeah. of the choreography there and then what's the bad guy's name sean oh sean yes sean's little gay lackeys like let's re- let's re- hear those that trio was gay right like oh yeah, yeah. I okay, mean, great. the boy bandness of it all I was like oh no okay here we go with this like his little shadows were just like oh no ma'am you do not <laughs> but without saying a word like they were they were just like yes godding and everything that's g-a-w-d not g-o-d I don't know. Maybe they meant G.O.D. Who knows? So the whole premise of this movie is like Will is lying to everyone left and right. Did you actually believe him in his five minutes? That was only like two seconds. Oh, yeah. So This is where I was like, who wrote this movie? Because why would a teenager in the year 2020 or 2021, like if this is supposed to be taking place in current day, why would a teenager think that like, saying Twilight is his favorite movie would get him like cool points. Okay, so I have a theory and now I'm going to take out one of the pins that I put in there. I have a theory that this movie is actually a period piece. Okay. Because all the references that they make is very much like our generation you know millennials yeah no one's still watching john hughes movies all of george and his love interest are like very millennial centric it may have been written by a millennial this movie but Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's supposed to be taking place circa 2004 maybe i could see that they just don't they just don't mention like MySpace or anything like or have that 
kind of technology. Yeah. I mean, there's also no cell phone in this movie. If you really think, right. if you like replay it in your head, don't rewatch it, please. Rebecca, do not rewatch this movie. <laughs> please, for the for 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 the love of God, please don't make watch this movie. God, I've God watched e- it twice. I think that's plenty. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think God even shakes his head in disapproval of this movie, <laughs> or their head, their head, I should say, because mm-hmm. omnipotence. Wrong word, but I felt like saying that. But like, yeah, I mean, they never mentioned a year, and the clothing that they wore could be like any 2000s yeah i mean who's to say that this isn't a period piece i think it totally could be now that you mention that like again with the the twilight of it all i was like are they trying to like this is high school musical so maybe they're setting it in that time oh uh, like, yeah like christian high school musical they even cast people to look like the cast of high school musical let's be real here they right yeah i mean kevin quinn for sure, is like a Zac Efron lookalike. He's one of the cu- the carbon copies, and then Jabril Cook. I think that's how you pronounce his name, and I am I'm so sorry if I am not. But they were just like he needs he needs a Corbin Blue character, so let's cast Jab- Jabril Cook to be Corbin Blue mm-hmm. because let's be real here. I feel like this is also George's movie, like screw uh will and him being the the ingenue i feel like george is the protagonist of this movie (laughs) i love george and i feel like a lot of time is spent on talking about will and his issues because he's like the lead of the film and he's tortured and it's hard he his both of his parents were killed in a car accident when he was younger and so he's become this like stereotypical bad boy because he's in pain and he doesn't deal with his pain well he just you know does bad things to get attention but like George is just so sweet the whole time and nerdy and like cute but like George gets a character arc where he starts up very shy and then at the end he gives what's her name I don't care uh (laughs) Presley (laughs) yeah Presley, the the box of his letters and everything, like like they flirt throughout the whole movie. I wish, I mean, so I called this movie like a pseudo Hallmark movie because at the end, towards the end of the movie, Will and what's her name? <laughs> Avery. Avery. Avery yeah. They have a kiss on the lips. But then when George and Presley like, have a kiss she kisses his cheek mm-hmm. so i guess there's only one kiss allowed in this movie right and they wasted it on the worst character <laughs> i was waiting for them to because you know they george and presley are like nose to nose basically in their ending conversation and it's like just kiss her just kiss it, her already it could have even just been a cute little peck like it didn't need to be a makeout session like right. And then when Sean and Will apologized to each other, or when Sean apologized to Will for being such a dick, the sexual tension was very high there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, the whole, the idea of Sean supposedly being like into Avery and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm the hot guy at camp every year. All the, all the girls fawn over me and I'm the most popular and obviously me and Avery are going to end up together because she's the, the hot girl. Of the camp. Yeah. She's the, the daughter of the guy who owns the camp. So we obviously have to end up together, but I was like, he's gay, right? But we're yes. not going to talk about it because Christianity. Christianity. We don't talk. This isn't conversion camp, which he probably was just that before this. I'm sorry. I can't. I, I'm so. I'm not so, saving the narwhals. Uh, yes. It's code. <laughs> Saving the narwhals is code for G- uh, conversion camp. <laughs> I'm calling there, it. There was a, a line where he's like, the, they're the unicorns of the sea or something. And I was like, this is like. Well, so if we're comparing this to High School Musical, which is sounding like you know, my other podcast, but <laughs> um, he is the, oh shit. What is Sharpay's brother's name? Ryan. 
Yeah, he is totally the Ryan. Yeah. Super flamboyant. We all know he's gay, but they're not going to say it because they can't. You know he's sharing the bunk with the other, with his backup dancers and stuff is happening there because stuff does happen there. Not a a Twizzler eating montage that... (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say though, I'm shitting on this movie hardcore, but like it seemed like everyone was having so much fun making this movie. That is what more so what I appreciate about it. Like whether it's the auto tuning or like the predictive text that is the script, these actors were definitely having the time of their life while filming this movie. Oh yeah. And you can tell that from the ending credits when they show the the blooper reel, which yeah. I'm I always love that. To pull another reference that their blooper reel reminds me of bring it on because it's part music video part bloopers so they're like how do we throw in every teen movie reference that we possibly can into this so let's talk about the music for a hot second yeah good enough what (laughs) (laughs) what is this song what is going on like i i wrote down that it's summer nights equivalent but like other than like other than them hating on themselves for two minutes, two to three minutes while singing, what's going on here? <laughs> well, I kind of felt like, and not just with that song, but there were other songs too, where I was like, is this going on in their heads or is this actually happening? Like what when were songs like, you know, a fever dream in their minds and when were things actually happening in real life? That's what I wrote down too. What are the musical rules of this movie? Because it feels like awesome God is what's happening, but God only knows is their duet that they're just imagining. Right. It's their like inner monologue. But then when Sean goes to, what was his song? Was he Baby Baby or Place in the... Whatever song that Sean led or whenever he would lead, it felt like that was him monologuing in real life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm true or not. Alan Powell and Kelly Bailey, you can come on the pod and defend your movie. <laughs> I was also just like, okay, well, I get the talent show is real singing like in the, wor- in the world, but like dive is, is dive that we're all in this together moment or something like, yeah, or like, uh, what time is it? Like, uh-huh. summertime kind of vibes there. Work, work It Out, I think that's the name of the song. We yes. Got to, in the second movie, yeah. What is this? What I didn't know. I also didn't understand what they were talking about when they were mentioning that activity. Oh, the blob? The blob, yes. I thought they, I, I honestly thought she was talking about the movie. I was very confused what that was, too. And then they show it in the water, and I was like, Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's when I was just like, oh, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like a cool alt girl who watches like classic horror movies or something. <laughs> Probably would have been a better plot point. <laughs> These people have zero personality. Yes. <laughs> Unless it's their stereotype. Like, I'm the kooky best friend. I'm the bad guy. I'm the hot girl. I'm the bad boy, but I'm really a good boy. Like, what? And then there's Sherry Shepard. She's playing a different sport. Like, she... It's it's a completely different movie. (laughs) She's just like, do y'all not know how to act? I'm not teaching you, but do y'all not know how to act? She's like, can you take some notes from me? (laughs) She was on The View, right? Is that how I know her? hmm Okay, so she left The View to do this movie. Great, everyone. Great. <laughs> We're doing great. Making great choices. The show is so wild. And then they have, like, that montage of all the games and sports happening. hmm The paintball, the tug of war, and then something else. And I'm just like, what? What? Which I can say from personal experience at a camp like this, I we did these activities. Oh, I know. But like, it felt like that happened just like in the same hour, all those right. things. <laughs> like this was all one day or... I, I remember, I so I went to a day camp as a kid 
And we would have, like, there would be special days or we would do events or something, but we wouldn't play kickball and other, and then be like, okay, now it's baseball and now we're doing paintball and now we're doing this and now we're doing that. It was like spread out. Like we would do a sport and then arts and crafts and then lunch and then something else and then quiet time or whatever. I don't really remember, but I just remember it wasn't all active, all these like big activities all the time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we did a tri- not not even I don't I don't want to call it a triathlon because that involves like swimming, but like a, th- a a big athletic day where it was like a contest to see which team won. Yeah. Um, maybe we did that for like a day or it took place over a week. I don't remember. <laughs> That was like 20 years ago. I can't remember. I get <laughs> I, I could say that and it's very depressing. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I was confused by the timeline of the movie because it's very clear that like it, it's it's called week. a week away. A week away. Camp a week away. Camp a week away. <laughs> Which and God. Oh. I was like, but all of these things that they do throughout this, like there's no way this could have just been one week. It felt like too much. Yes, yes, because you know they have the 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 sorting ceremony, which you're like, okay, I could see that being day one. I could see that yeah. being day one. The paintball game, and the tug of war, and whatever other things they do in that montage felt like it was three days like it it had to if you were doing real life it had to be three days because like I mean I know you have a 24-hour day with these kids to fill up but they didn't there are other activities they didn't show like uh, a rec period where the kids could hang out and do whatever they wanted Mm -hmm. within reason or if there was a swim time or if there was a arts and crafts moment like they didn't show things like that and I get it you know we're in a movie you're not showing that stuff but it also felt not plausible that this was a week as the movie wants us to think I do want to go back to choreography though because like that felt like the freshest thing out of this movie and the great thing about it is that this is like the first I looked her up I'm assuming her pronouns are he she her uh, Melina Ronis Ronis is the choreographer. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. the last name. Uh, but this is her first feature length film that she choreographed. Before this, she was like, uh, she assisted on like a few episodes of like those talent or like celebrity dance shows or something all over the place. And she was a dancer herself. I did see that she choreographed a short. I don't remember the name of it. And I'm so sorry, but like, I feel like this is this is something good to have in her reel. Like I would just be like, oh, oh yeah. damn, you choreographed this. The song itself sucks, but your choreography is like banging. Yeah, I really liked the choreo a lot. They did the typical thing where it's like the leads are surrounded by an ensemble of dancers, and then and then the leads join in with like finger pointing or something or two stepping or something. <laughs> I, I know all the tricks of, of the tree that she did, but it was very well done. Like those dancers were dancing and yes. And I love dance. I love, I love dance, the dance. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I keep going back to dive. I don't know why, like that, the choreography in that for some reason was my favorite. There was like the whole like breakdown moment where like the music drops out and they're just singing like acapella with the claps and they're, it's more like hip hop esque, and then the music comes drops back in, and I don't know, it just like captured that feeling of fun, like free summer camp vibes mm-hmm. really well. Part of me w- wishes I could see like I could have seen them do it live. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know when you're doing a film, it's a lot of stop and go, where you're like, we're gonna do this these two eight counts and then stop. And then now we are gonna film it from a different angle and we're gonna do it again and then stop. And then like they were probably exhausted, but like you couldn't tell. And it was yeah. great. So kudos to the dancers. Shout out. Yes, shout out dancers. Honestly, do you feel like these actors were singing? Um 
There were moments I, that I was just I like, I think they were. Is this your voice? Is this your real voice? I actually like, I looked this up because I had the same thought for, about a couple of them where I was like, I don't know about this. And at least from what I found, yes, they are singing. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of auto-tune involved. Oh, yeah. They, but, their, their voices are definitely touched by computers. Like, there, yes. I don't remember which one it was. It was, I think it was when he was running away. Was that a song or was that just music? No, when he was coming um, back. Or there was yeah. a, a song around there that moment. And I was just like, this is auto-tuned within an inch of its life. <laughs> yeah, but he is like, the the actor has like recorded music so he has stuff on spotify um it'll be it would be interesting to like go and listen to some of his songs and see if he sounds like what he sounded like in the movie what's really interesting is that my my good friend jabril he doesn't know this yet but we're good friends this is his second move like second credit on imdb wow so I'm very I'm very interested to see his career. I hope he does more musicals, but maybe like better ones. Yes, personally. And I kind of like the woman who played Avery. I didn't hate her as much as I hated Will. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I wrote down. Um, she she makes like this perfect girl likable, where she could very easily be like annoying. How like sweet and. Mm-hmm quote-unquote perfect she is and there's that whole line where she takes him to her secret little like meadow area and he's like wow you really are you're just like perfect and she gets mad that he uses that word I hate Um, I hated I hated that moment where she's just like I'm so angry because I am perfect like (laughs) she's like I'm not perfect but I am perfect and I hate when people call me perfect and I was like okay (laughs) okay but then there's other moments where you're she's like very competitive during the paintball game so like and you see her like get down and dirty quote unquote in it not like you know she's not like oh i don't know how to shoot this like she's like die motherfuckers you know <laughs> yeah. i feel like if there was a scene with her like fixing a truck or something it would have fit right in too oh totally yeah well while looking yeah. so cute and adorable like you know with the one grease stain on like <laughs> notes or something i don't know they never they never do that in movies and television but like the grease stains on her hands and she and with but with perfect makeup i felt like that would have been an added bonus (laughs) oh yeah i mean it would make total sense for a girl who lost her mom when she was like seven or eight years old and has only grown up with her dad like of course she would be have like tomboy aspects to her and her dad is David Cockler. I hope I'm saying his name right. Like, he has a weird last name. But I love whenever he pops up in movies. Because he's... <sighs> I feel like he, though, in this one, he was trying a little too hard for the mm-hmm. funny. Because, like, he's... I'm a, I know him from Anchorman. He's in other comedic movies. He's also done some horror movies where he's, like, the comic relief that dies so I know his career and I was just a little disappointed with, uh, in him in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Sad, sad day. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Um, I think maybe the only thing I kind of missed from this, well, not the only thing, but I kind of wanted like a love story situation to happen between him and Sherry Shepard. Like, Ooh. I, I thought that would be a kind of cute like subplot for them to be flirting with each other. Can I ask yes and you with this for a second? Yeah, for sure. It's a love story more on his end and she's just like, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, that probably would be the case. <laughs> like he'd be like, I'm into you. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, like we're, we're just friends. What? Because uh, we don't know about her husband boyfriend he's never mentioned yeah and there's a lot there's a lot of like oh god this movie (laughs) they were just like we're hitting all the emotions Mm -hmm. remember when will started the movie getting arrested (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to start off is like, oh, we're setting you up immediately. He's the bad boy. He's, and his choice is juvie or church camp. <laughs> juvie or church camp. And I love that he like had to think about it. He was like, mm, no. And then, and then they like sort of gaslit him to pick church camp where it's like, oh, we were going to have a great summer. Enjoy juvie then. Bye. <laughs> and he's like, wait a second. Uh, not in jail? Great. Yeah, like why is that even a choice? And then he gets adopted at the end. I'm like, you knew him for a week. Yes. That's the thing is, again, the timeline, I was like, if this took place over a full summer, that would that part of it would have made sense to me because they've known him for a few months and he's become a part of like their family. But for to have known him for one week and be like, we want you to come home and live with us. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, good, good. <laughs> all right, let's get into sharp and flat, shall yeah. we? Let's do it. Sharp flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether we talked about it or not. Uh, and if we liked something, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could be out of the movie, or this movie couldn't have been made entirely, it would have been flat. <laughs> no, this movie was fine. It, it had it had some bones. I felt like it was missing like a few bones and all the meat, but like there was stuff there to be like decent. Yeah. It's not completely unwatchable. Like we agree. We I'm a I, I sharped the choreography and I'm assuming you did too. Yes, absolutely. Great. 100%. So like the choreography is worth it. What are your other sharps? George is definitely a sharp. Um, yeah, his performance is, Jabril Cook's performance is perfection. And Sherry Shepard. Like, yes, yes. To me, he's like the most specific, like he figured out who his character is and like fleshed him out. Whereas a lot of the other actors kind of just were being tropes. He felt, way. it also felt like, Jabril knew that it wanted to be a Disney Channel movie and that's the choices he made. Yeah. Where he's like, well, I'm going to play this as if it's going to be on Disney. I mean, who knows if it was planned to be on Netflix all along or if like they were going to shop it around and they dropped Disney as a choice, but it felt like he was like, this is a wholesome movie. I'm going to act... And this is probably for kids. So mm-hmm. I'm going to act accordingly. And I hope that was his choice. Because <laughs> he did such a great job. I love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. He understood. He understood the assignment. And I love it. What else do you have? Yeah. Because I grew up with a lot of the of this music that w- they had taken um, and put into the movie. I really enjoyed the modernized versions of them because um, there was a couple that started off and I was like wait I recognize this melody and then they would get into the chorus and I was like oh my gosh this is my place in this world by Michael W. Smith and it sounds completely different but it's so cool or uh yeah like baby baby, baby. baby by I, I loved Grant. that whole dream sequence too that was really fun again Jabril Cook like sold it in that yeah I, that whole sequence, I was just like, this movie doesn't deserve this. Like, <laughs> there's that's the caliber they should have been at the whole movie, and they weren't. <laughs> yeah, it's so, sure. <laughs> and I'm so upset because, like, yes, it's at a Jesus, uh, a th- sorry, a religious camp. I don't mean to. I'm sorry to keep calling it Jesus camp, and I'm sorry to anyone else I'm offending. Um, I get it that it's supposed to be a Christian Catholic. Ooh. Catholic, Christian, Christian camp. I would say it's probably just general Christian. Like, general Christian camp, great. Yeah. And like you could have had a great movie if everything was the same level as Baby Baby. Or, I mean, you could have made it super like high camp and have everyone act like Jabril and Sherry Shepard and some of David Cochlear. Like, I mean, there's sometimes where he went off the rails, but like when that scene that they share 
uh, he and Sherry shares during the uh, paintball sequence. It's it's like if they, if this was the level, it would it would be a great movie. Yeah, it's a great. But yeah, what else do you have? Do you have any other sharps or? Um. No, I think. Yeah. I think that was it. So I agree, baby, baby, as well. I wrote that down. I love the fact there's an ending credits song. I don't know why. It just tickles me. And then the way that Sherry Shepard <laughs> delivered the line, I don't even know what Apocalypse Now is. <laughs> I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's great. Gr- good thing you don't know what it is, but like you, the character, but like, you could tell that was an ad lib. Like, oh yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Flats. Oh. Go. I <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> specifically for, for a movie that's about an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was at least three montages. I yes. want to say I was like, why are there so many montages <laughs> in this movie? And you could have like taken at least one of those out and fleshed out more of the relationships between the characters. The only one that I really remember is the sports day one. Yeah. I feel like that one should have been the one that stuck and maybe the other ones could have done without. There was like a random montage with George and Will in there. Oh, that one. Yeah. Being teenage Boys. boys, which is like, I guess it's sort of showing them breaking down their walls yeah Yeah. but i think there's another way that they could have done that without showing a montage of them like chugging soda and burping and just being dumb (laughs) i i blacked that out (laughs) and i want to reiterate i like watched this a few hours ago (laughs) i'm sorry to uh, bring that memory back up for you it's okay it's okay (laughs) i'm looking at my flats and i was just like oh george did wear a safe ferris shirt and i was very angry about it that's before I wondered if this was a period movie because Say Ferris is a band from the 90s. They famously sang uh, I Want You to Want Me at the end of 10 Things I Hate About You. That's Say Ferris. Watching this movie, George would not know who the hell they are. Mm-hmm. But and, and I was just like, well, that's a strong choice. I then later understood why they picked it because they styled them like old school musical theater where it was like a person is a color. Like George is all green. Mm-hmm. Avery's all red. Uh, Will is all blue. I want, no, not Will. Sorry, Sean is all blue. I want to say Will was gray. Yes, I think so. And while I was watching it, there were some scenes that I was just like, I hate this. I really hate this. Cause like, there's so many conflicting things in this movie that I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, are we being camp? Are we being musical theater? Are we being super serious? Are we being religious? Where are we going? Yes. What are we doing? So that's why I wrote those two things in my flats. And I'm sorry to keep heart, like <laughs> jumping in, but you picked this movie and it's wild. It is. It is wild. <laughs> Thank you for putting an H in wild. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> what other flats do you have? So I mentioned like how everything kind of ties up at the end with like a pretty little bow. How uh-huh. all of a sudden Sean is like, I'm going to be nice to you now. Like, we're going to be friends. I'm sorry that I like put you on blast and told everyone your whole story. And yeah, how they were like, oh, we're going to adopt you now. You're going to be part of our family. It just felt very like, oh, here, it's perfect. And if you like find God and like everything will fall into place and you'll be happy and like pain doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and this movie is a week. It's a week. Right. It takes place in a week. Like just yesterday, he uh, Sean revealed Will's secret because he's mad at Sean, at Will being so good. Like what? What? And now you're apologizing? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that for me was like, oh. Have you seen any other Christian films? Yes, I have. Do they have the same vibe as this movie? There's always like a character that's in some kind of trouble or struggling with something 
And then like the other characters rally around them and try to be like, well, if you just accept Jesus. Yeah. If you just give your heart God and like, I don't want to sound like I'm not, I don't, because I do believe in God. Like I grew up in the church, so it's, it's a part of my life, but but I, I would never want to be that reductive of a person to just be like, well, if you just trust in the Lord, everything will be okay. Like, you know, it's okay to feel sad and to feel pain about the fact that your both of your parents were taken from you at a young age. And right. Like that sucks. And you're that, allowed to be mad about it. You're allowed to have conflicting emotions about anything really. But like, I don't, well, I, I was more going with like a sort of cheese factor with how this movie is. Like, are they, they're all like a little corny, cheesy, like, this movie or some of them are I should say yeah yeah, definitely there is that vibe to it for sure okay (laughs) I'm sorry again this movie really did have potential to like go into high school musical pantheon but like it just missed it's just missing a lot of things that like a good script and that's one of my flats the script is awful agreed also to go back to styling Will has two tattoos and he's the bad boy. And I was just like, why? I don't know if the actor has the tattoos or not, but he's 16 and has tattoos. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Why are we? Why? <laughs> why? Do we have to? Can we not? I also did it like good enough. I get it. They have the secondary characters and like, they're supposed to be the sidekicks and all that. But like, their song their little love song is about how they're they're depressed and have anxiety and all that like what no like the choreography couldn't save that song it tried it tried so hard (laughs) but it couldn't and then part of dive i think i meant more the music rather than the choreography like dive was just weird (laughs) (laughs) and then also you have the cameos and they don't sing come on guys like yes like a line give me a line in a song amy grant just say hey kids here's some band-aids as a a, a, as a line in a song i'll take it (laughs) yeah yeah i was definitely disappointed with the fact that we had amy grant and stephen curtis chapman in the movie first of all stephen curtis chapman doesn't even speak he and he does a weird smile like yeah guys what's up <laughs> and like amy grant has maybe one line two lines something like that here's some peas for your foot right she's like oh no the eye here's her eye for your face like here you go honey bye and okay i'm gonna like, walk off camera now bye <laughs> we're gonna so have rude. these people in this movie who wrote these the songs music. yeah and you're not I'm, even going to have them sing anything. I mean, I also don't know what their rates are. Like, to be technical, they're, they probably couldn't afford them for more than just a day. And then if they were going to sing a line, that probably would have cost more. But, like, yeah, I mean, be like, can we just borrow your, your track from this song? <laughs> you don't have to re-record anything. We're just going to pull the vocals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, would you add any of these songs to your life's playlist? I think maybe Place in This World. I'm conflicted. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like the script, some of the lyrics were wild and out there. I don't want to blame the jukebox songs, like the real songs, because like they try to make sense within this movie what the lyrics were. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to blame the writers of those songs. But I feel like I'm going to say Baby Baby because Jibril Cook, like, he's he's still, he's now my best friend. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet. (laughs) He doesn't know yet. He's going to find out soon. But, like, that was a, I feel like I could listen to that song. Um, There were some others, but I can't really remember them. (laughs) But like I don't but I don't know if it was like a moment in the song or the full song. But I feel like the full song of Baby Baby I could I could rock out to on the streets of New York. Yeah, I was sad that they didn't really put the full like it was only part of it. 
in the in the movie because he had like the dream sequence he's singing the song and then it like cuts back to him still in the bathroom and he's like that broke me a little bit i'm not gonna lie that broke because i was i was going along with it and this is not the first time i've ever seen this ever like this is a a trope in some musical movies or musical things where you know they have the fantasy dream sequence and then they're brought back to reality and it's like oh i'm not that cool as i imagined great mm-hmm. and that to me i was just like no i wanted you to be the suave cool guy a little depressing right like that would have been i mean i think it makes sense because that's not really who he is and he was still able to get the girl by being himself at the end but it would have been fun if that was actually happening the, also the glow up before then when will rips his sleeves off and shakes his hair i was just like what is this what is going on <laughs> and on that note haha we are done talking about this movie please ne- don't watch it a third time rebecca do I, not i promise i won't i won't <sighs> Maybe i'll just go back and watch some of my favorite scenes watch them like watch the musical moments those were pretty good because you had the choreography, you had the choreography. Ha <laughs> uh, Is there is there choreography that you want to plug or promote, or is there anything else, <laughs> anything you want to like talk, like mention to the audience to get to you? I don't know. I don't know. Words are hard right now. Um. Yeah, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. My handle is at it's Becca Ellen, and yeah, I, I sing some songs on there, do some acting. It's it's a fun time. <laughs> Uh, is there another Christian-based musical movie that you would like to recommend to people rather than this one? Or a um, Christian-based movie, period? You know, I, I, I really, I forget what it's called. But it's, um, it, it came out kind of recently. But basically, there's like a kid who goes into a coma or something. And the the parents stay with him in the hospital and pray and like, they're told basically he's he's brain dead like he's not coming back and then he wakes up I know this movie right I feel like it was it was handled well breakthrough breakthrough yeah yeah Yeah, I think that's what it's called breakthrough came out in 2019 and it stars Chrissy Metz Josh Lucas Topher Grace Mike Coulter Marcel Ruiz Sam Tramuel and Dennis Haysbert with a cameo by Phil Wickman and LeCree. I don't know. That's the weird thing about these movies. They have like a random cameo by like an a like a a named actor, <laughs> like a really big <laughs> yeah. named actor, like Topher Grace in this in Breakthrough. Like everyone knows who Topher Grace is. Yeah. Um, Sherry Shepard and David Cochlear in A Week Away. What? Mm-hmm. And then and then and then. You watch the movie and Amy Grant and Stephen Curtis Chapman shows up and you're like, what the fuck? For, <laughs> for, those, for those like you who know who they are. But Breakthrough, okay. You're going to suggest that movie to others? Yeah. And then if you want to get in touch with me and tell me how awful I am about this movie, I don't know, good luck. You can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. Tell me if you went to a camp like this and, and all these events are real. Like, I don't know. It's been 20 years for me, 20 plus years. So I could be out of date. I could be out of touch. I could not be remembering my childhood. And okay, I didn't really plan it this way. But if you want to be part of the next episode, we're talking about Stage Fright, which is a 2014 horror comedy, uh, horror uh, musical movie that's at a theater camp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I did not plan that. I'm start. I can announce it now. It's October, everyone. I'm trying to do like a spooky Yay. season, spooky musical season. So you're going to, ha- we're going to have some horror themed musicals coming up. So be on the lookout for those. And everything love that the complete opposite of this movie basically (laughs) 
You know, I mean, with some interesting editing, this could also have been considered a horror movie <laughs> to some it's people. Tr- it's tr- very true. But Rebecca, <laughs> I hear that we're now going down to the campfire and make some s'mores and do some light singing. You want to go? Mm-hmm. W- want to go to the campfire? Let's go to the campfire. Yeah, let's let's do that. And maybe like give our hearts to Jesus. <laughs> and maybe give our hearts to Jesus is a, a thing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.